0: As we've been uh, reflecting on the passion and death of our Lord and now <clears throat> the resurrection, <clears throat> one one question often is uh, in the mind of, of people that as our Lord was betrayed by his own people and, and Judas, if you want, in particular, uh, we might get the impression that somehow our Lord needed uh, these people or Judas as a, a kind of escape scapegoat, as a kind of a Instrument that was necessary for his betrayal in order to redeem us, and an actual fact. This is not true. We can almost say the the contrary is true. And what do I mean by that? Well, Saint Thomas Aquinas points out that really, in as far as paying the price of our redemption, simply the the incarnation uh, itself was sufficient, or the the uh, shedding of our Lord's blood at his uh, circumcision was. More than enough to uh, redeem entire universes, if you want. Uh, the the act of our Lord's uh, death and uh, passion and death for us on the cross was, we might say, the the fittingness of uh, paying the price for our sins, or we might say the the fullness of God's love for us, the extent our Lord is going to the nth degree to to show His love for us. Uh, our Lord. Our Lord makes this uh, point clear that no one, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down freely, and I'll take it up freely again. And so it, it would be false for us to somehow think that our Lord needed someone like Judas to betray Him or these uh, the high priest. This is not true. On the contrary, um, but before I, I explain that point, uh, I just want to say that you know, as regards the, the the betrayal of Judas, and a very important point here is uh, both Judas and Peter betrayed our Lord. And yet uh, one uh, was to be the, the the head of the church um, and a great saint, uh, the other was damned. And it wasn't because of his sin of betrayal, it was because of his sin of uh, being uh, unwilling to repent uh, for his sin. Instead, he felt sorry for himself instead of feeling sorry that he betrayed uh, our Lord and repenting. That's what St. Peter did. St. Peter repented and was uh, uh, so joyfully uh, restored uh, to the apostleship, and to the friendship of our Lord. Uh, and so this is also an encouraging reminder for us. That, uh, uh, But uh, to answer the point more profoundly, when I said on the contrary, uh, do not think for a moment that God had prepared the Jewish nation for thousands of years for the coming of the Messiah, uh, in order only to have Him betray Him. On the contrary, they were, they were prepared in order that they may be the, uh, the ultimate vehicles of... Uh, uh, the Gospel for our Lord, so that they would recognize Him when He comes, uh, and that uh, uh, they would be the great instruments of uh, the world for salvation. That's why our Lord says uh, in the New Testament that salvation is of the Jews, and that statement precisely is because uh, they were, the, Jewish, the Jews, the apostles, uh, who were all Jews, uh, were to be the vehicles of the uh, uh, for the uh, gospel, and God had intended that uh, for them here on, on this point, even in light of the, um, in light of the passion, but regardless of that, we can see the point here that Father Denis Fei makes, in elaborating on precisely this point, he says that Calvary then has a, a twofold aspect, and it can be taken out of Calvary whether you, uh, our Lord went to Calvary if you hadn't. Whether he had this point that Father Faye makes is precisely correct. He says it is at uh, one and the same uh, time, uh, talking about Calvary and its, it's twofold aspect. It is at one and the same time the rejection of the supernatural messiah with the program which uh, it summed up in the, uh, the doctrine of the mystical body of Christ and the proclamation of a program to be accomplished by uh, the uh, natural messiahs to become. Uh, in the mystical body of Christ all nations are on equal footing, each nation aiming at the temporal prosperity of its subjects, so as not only not to hinder but to favour their attaining their supernatural end, that is union with the blessed uh, trinity in a supernatural life. The natural messiah, however, to whom the Jews, who rejected Christ, look forward to, is to bring happiness to the world by imposing of a Jewish domination, or if you want, just pure naturalism. Our Lord asked them to be the heralds of a supernatural kingdom. Their refusal meant that they uh, elected instead to impose their natural form on the world, and they have put all their intense energy and tenacity into the struggle for the organization of the future messianic age. Thus, when any nation turns against the supernatural messiah, it will be pulled in the direction of the subjection of the natural messiah. And that's what we see today. But the point is precisely that the Jews were being prepared uh, uh, by God uh, prior to His our Lord's coming to be the vehicles of uh, uh, redemption for the world, and and as a vehicle of the proclamation of the Gospel. Uh, Here we see uh, this point being made quite clear to us in the New Testament. Our Lord, after the resurrection, He walks along the road to Amos there, and He meets uh, a few Israelites, uh, discussing among themselves what had happened. And they say to Him, We hope that this this, uh, Jesus of Nazareth was He that should have redeemed Israel. And now, besides all these things, today is the third day since these things were done. And the Gospel tells us that Christ responded to them, saying, O foolish, and slow of heart to believe in all the things uh, which the prophets had spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all of the prophets, he expounded them uh, in all the scriptures, uh, things that were uh, concerning uh, himself. And, and this is uh, what our Lord himself says earlier to, to the Jews when they're disputing amongst themselves in relation to the Messiah. And he says to them, Search the scriptures, for you think in them to have life everlasting, and the same that I that give testimony of me. And you will not come to me that you may have life. In other words, the whole of the, the scriptures that point to life, they point to the Messiah. And that Messiah who they're pointing to is in their midst. And here, and why is that important? Because our Lord's saying, you know the scriptures should recognize me as I stand before you. And, and now that's what our Lord wanted, that they do recognize him, that they do embrace him, uh, and that they do become that uh, uh, faithful instrument of the proclamation of salvation to the world through our Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom on earth. And in this sense, we can say that the Catholic Church is not some new religion. And it's very important to, to understand. Unlike all the other false Christian religions, which are uh, come along lately uh, new religion, the Catholic religion is simply the fulfillment of everything that came before it. And that's why our, our Lord says, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And it's in this fulfillment uh, that we see uh, what the Church stands for. That is the light and the hope of the salvation of the world and what Christ intended for for uh, uh, the Jews and this is a, a very Im- a important point for us that our Lord intended them to be uh, the faithful witness. That's why after the um uh, after the uh, uh, resurrection uh, and Saint Peter comes along uh, after Pentecost and he he explains to the Jews that they betrayed their Redeemer, their Savior, uh, and he tells them to repent. And the Gospel says over three thousand people were. Were added to the church that they were. Those people were 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 Jewish people. Uh, these were the people called by our Lord uh, to be the witnesses of the gospel. And the, the early witnesses of the gospel ultimately were were Jews. And that the, the salvation of the world was to come um, from the Jews through, through our Lord Jesus Christ and His apostles and the Jewish nation. Uh, and so this is a this point here uh, was the was the understanding of the early church. And that's why if you look at the works of the Fathers, one thing that they're certainly um, well versed in is both uh, the New Testament and the Old Testament, in order to understand precisely uh, the point that God is trying to communicate to us and to the world. And it was with this conviction that the early Christians went forth, slowly, to transform the world around them. They went forth, remember, uh, before an immoral and idolatrous and uh, ungodly world, but slowly, slowly they transformed that world uh, by the grace of Christ that had filled their own hearts and renewed their minds in order to uh, see things in the light of Christ and His redemptive work. And it was by means of that uh, that they transformed the world. And this is, this is the task that is entrusted to us. And it's this uh, task that is entrusted to us that we want to look at a little bit more in this uh, week of sermons. But it's this uh, task that we want to try to ask our Lord, to help us to fulfill faithfully. So may our Lord Jesus Christ grant us uh, the grace to fulfill the task that is given us to be that light of the world and in fulfilling it faithfully uh, in this world of darkness, we may ourselves come one day to the glory of that light in that kingdom which has no end forever in heaven. Amen.